and welcome back to the Empowered Birth Podcast. Today, we're going to be answering and talking about home birth objections. So maybe it's a family member or a friend or an acquaintance, or maybe it's a complete stranger that is engaging with you, or maybe just questioning your choice to birth your baby at home, or maybe you're trying to even work through some of these things yourself, and maybe you're objecting to yourself. I don't know. Either way, you're going to want to listen to this episode today because it's going to help you gain a framework uh, for engaging with others. And I think it's just going to be super helpful. So before we get into the episode, I do want to tell you about Patreon. Now, over the past year and a half, we've really grown into such an amazing community of women who are wanting to have an empowered physical birth. Uh, It's really, really neat to learn more about physiological birth together and not just by yourself, reading books, listening to podcasts, while that is so great, that community aspect is key when you're planning a birth that is not the norm. So Patreon is a way to connect on a deeper level with women who are really in it, like really going for it, want to experience a spiritual birth. And like I said, community is where that happens. So Patreon just opened up last week. So you'll be on the ground level and you'll meet some really amazing people. And you can actually join Patreon right now for just like $3 per month. So check out your options. Join today by going to patreon.com slash empowered birth podcast. Tomorrow is our very first Q&A session. It's at 8.15 central time. You are going to want to sign up now so you can get the link to get into our Q&A, and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to send you an email with just kind of asking you what your questions are, so it's anonymous, and I will just answer those together, and if anything comes up during that video chat, we can talk more there. So I'm really, really excited about that tomorrow. So sign up today so you don't miss out. All right, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Empowered Birth Podcast. I'm Allie McLean, registered nurse, home birth doula, and former feminist. My mission is to guide you into the freedom that is God's design for femininity, birth, and motherhood. There's a movement happening of powerful women uniting around finding out God's best for us. You're going to find information here that you won't find in your basic childbirth education class. You'll hear stories of women and birth professionals who are experiencing the redeeming experience that birth can be. You're going to get all the information you need to confidently navigate your way from pregnancy to postpartum and beyond. Are you ready to go on a Holy Spirit empowered adventure? Then stick around, you're exactly where you should be. All right, well, it's inevitable. You're going to hear at least one horror story or objection when speaking with other people about your choice of home birth. It's just going to happen. And I've had to deal with many of those in the past few years when I was planning my home birth. And I just want to help you out today by giving you a framework to help you have the confidence you need to either engage or even walk away from a conversation. So 
First, I want to give you a little decision-making tree, and you can actually download this for free when you join Patreon. And first, you're going to determine, okay, who is asking the questions? It's an easy question to answer, right? Is it like a friend, family, acquaintance, complete stranger? Believe it or not, I've had experiences with objections coming from each one of those categories. And sometimes addressing objections with strangers is actually easier than family and friends. I will tell you that. Now, what's your relationship like with them? Are they asking a question to just make a statement of disagreement with your decision? Or do they have a genuine question that they want to really learn more about why you're doing what you're doing? Maybe they're trying to scare you into changing your mind. I've had that happen too. Not okay. It's not okay. Now, if it's a friend or family member, it is good to remember that many times their objections are projections of their own fears and birth traumas and experiences and stories they've heard. And it doesn't matter who you are engaging with, but you're going to want to have grace for everyone. A Proverbs 15 one says a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So if they're asking a genuine question out of curiosity or concern, especially with a friend or a family member, they're really emotionally attached to you and your baby. So they do have a genuine concern. Now it's out of that genuine concern that you can kind of decide if you are needing to engage with them or not. But if it is a curiosity question and they really want to learn, I would say it's not just okay to engage, but it's actually beneficial. So many times having a conversation with the opposite viewpoint strengthens your own viewpoint. And you may want to, you know, this might drive you into doing more research, which is great. And you may have to go to the Lord and just pray more so you can confirm your decision again. But it's not going to hurt to engage. Now, with my first home birth, I knew I had a lot of trauma to work through. And adding the responsibility and stress of addressing objections would not have been beneficial for me. I just knew that from the get-go. So I didn't tell anyone that I knew would have objections that I was birthing at home. I really had to protect my mental space and my heart from hearing things that wouldn't be building up or encouraging during my pregnancy. I didn't have time either to come up with arguments per se on addressing these objections. So boundaries, they're really beneficial and I use plenty of them with my second baby. Now, many times I find acquaintances are actually the easiest to have conversations with. They are emotionally detached from you and your baby and usually they're just interested. Like, why in the world are you having a home birth? That's crazy. But I don't know. Again, if they're looking to understand, I think engaging in a conversation would be really beneficial for the both of you. Now, if it's a stranger, I literally, and maybe this is wrong, I don't know, but I don't care. (laughs) I don't care what you have to say about anything. Where I'm birthing, how big I am during my pregnancy, how many kids I have, how I must be feeling. You only have so much space and capacity and time. And if there's any negativity coming from a stranger, I'm just going to smile and nod and move on. Now, all of these people and the engagement I'm talking about is in person. 
and it's not over the internet. I don't usually respond to any objections from anyone over the internet unless I'm feeling in a feisty mood, which does happen on occasion. Now, let's move on to the most common objections and how I've approached it or even wish I've approached it in conversation because I am not perfect, y'all. I'm not. I've had to learn a lot on how to engage in conversation with people. Just ask my dear husband. Yes. So what if something happens? This is a big one I hear all the time. How could you live with yourself if something went wrong? Dun, dun, dun. The what if questions, they're huge. They're big. And it's too big for us to hold on and much too difficult to answer. I mean, the reality is the what if does exist. And of course, if something horrific can happen, I mean, it can happen anywhere. It can happen anytime and not just in labor and not just at home and not just at the hospital. Like tragedies happen everywhere. We have to ask ourselves, who do we believe is in control of life or death? Now, Joe 14.5 says the days of humans are determined. You have decreed the number of their months and have set limits. They cannot exceed. The Lord has your days numbered. He has your baby's days numbered. And it's such a hard question that I don't even know if it's worth engaging in because the the fact that risk does exist doesn't mean you can control really anything. All you can do is be in the Lord's will. You can seek him and follow him into what he says to do. And you take it one day at a time. Psalms 139.16 says, You saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And Psalms 31, 15 says, My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and persecutors. I firmly believe the Lord is sovereign. He knows exactly the days and the hours and the minutes that you and your baby have on this earth. Choosing home as a location to birth your baby is not going to change that. Does that mean (laughs) that nothing can go wrong? Absolutely not. And does it mean that God will be there with you if something does happen? Absolutely. So don't see and don't let the what if questions scare you or throw you off. It's not yours to plan for the tragic what ifs that that people are talking about, that these objections are coming from. So my standard response to this question is, Thank you for your concern. I understand home birth isn't a common place to birth a baby anymore. Unfortunately, I add that in there. Unfortunately, this is a decision my husband and I have prayed about and feel confident that we are in the Lord's will. My birth attendant or midwife is experienced and I trust that I have an amazing team that will be with me. feel very well prepared. We trust that my body and my baby knows exactly what to do. And we will handle the what ifs if they come. Now, the second one (laughs) that I've heard is, well, shouldn't you have a doctor? Or like, shouldn't there be a professional there? (laughs) And I remember when I thought that birth was a medical event. Oh, I remember it well. And it did not leave me very well, my friends. You can actually listen to the first episode and it led me here. To with all of you guys on a podcast. So I guess bad things can turn out good. 
but I can actually sympathize with those who think we're taking some sort of, I don't know, specialty in our hands that we're not qualified for or something. The reality and the truth is nobody else is more qualified to birth your baby than you are. God formed that baby in your womb and created your body to birth. And most of the time when birth is left alone, it works. I know very few doctors who will leave birth alone. And I've seen that the more hands in the process, the more problems that come up. Home birth midwives, they know this. And many times they are just an observer. They sit back, they, they, they watch the process, and then they step in if needed. It's really beautiful. And this is the good midwives, at least, that do that. Now, home birth midwives, they do have equipment. They have things, depending on what state you're in, some bring oxygen, IVs sometimes, medications, herbs. They have resuscitation equipment, all of the other birthy things that you didn't know you needed, but they totally have. So no, I don't think you need a doctor. Are they there when emergencies arise and when complications happen where you do need one? Yes. And I'm thankful for that. And I think one way to serve a woman even better is to make continuity of care between home birth midwives and doctors normal. When babies have that and women have that, there is better outcomes. And you can see this in studies between like Dutch studies and in Europe, the outcomes, the maternal outcomes, neonatal outcomes are much improved because their continuity of care is there. They have co-care many times and transfers are just so much smoother. But that's a whole nother podcast episode in itself. But my standard answer to this is, no, I don't think I need a doctor. I believe birth is a normal physiological event that most of the time works. I do have a competent team of people to support me and I feel at peace with my decision. Alrighty, the last one. Isn't it dangerous? Hmm, isn't it risky? (laughs) Now, one thing we have to remember that relative risk and absolute risk are very different. Now, I will post some studies that show really the overall great outcomes that come from birthing at home. When looking at the absolute risk, the absolute risk of neonatal death in the United States is 5.87 babies per 1,000, and that was in 2016. Now, only 0.98% of those births in the United States are at home. Now, there's many studies that state the absolute risk of neonatal death is minute compared to in-hospital births. Like, There's not much of a difference that you can see there. And NICU stays are decreased, but there is an increase of positive maternal outcomes such as satisfaction with birth, low C-section rates, low pain medication, low epidural, low episiotomy, overall low intervention. So do your research, look at the stats, and know at the end of the day, it's you and you alone that get to define your risk and what is dangerous and what, what is risky. Now, Uh, Just going a little bit more into risk, Webster's Dictionary defines it as the possibility, keyword there, of loss or injury. Risk is such an abstract way of thinking, you guys. The definition itself says the loss of injury hasn't even happened yet. It's merely the possibility of it happening that creates risk. So who defines this term? 
Well, mainstream maternity care uses this term to decide certain interventions and protocols that each woman should follow. The thing is, though, this term is rooted in fear and it's the belief that childbirth is dangerous and it's a medical event. And this term is based on something that hasn't even happened yet. So who really should be determining who and what is risky? And I would say that it is the woman who is birthing. Now, I tell my clients all the time, you're a smart mama. No one cares more about the safety and well-being of your baby as much as you do. You have the right to be well-informed and make the decision that is best for you and your baby. And never have I seen or heard of a woman intentionally making a decision that she believes is harmful. Women deserve to choose. Isn't this true of anything we do in life? I mean, you can literally cross the street and have a risk of getting run over. Um, You can eat food and that poses a risk of choking. We live our lives every time. We, we risk our lives every time we get into a car to go to the store or running a marathon even. So what my standard reply is to this is, yeah, life is dangerous. And I believe birthing a baby is one of the safest things I can do. It's a normal physiological event. And I am looking forward to this experience. But prayers are always appreciated. Now, if someone wants to know more, and you have the time and the energy to educate them, then go for it. I mean, I truly believe that the more we talk about home birth as a viable option, the more our culture is going to change and the better outcomes with continuity of care as that increases. Now, if you don't have the time nor the energy, it's totally okay to say, you know what, I made my decision. I feel at peace with it. And then just move on. You don't owe anybody an explanation for your decision on where to birth. Now, if you're feeling like you need some extra support and engaging in these hard conversations or you're just wanting to feel filled up by other like-minded mamas, then hurry and join Patreon so you don't miss out on the Q&A. It's going to be so amazing tomorrow at 8.15 p.m. Central Time. Join today by going to patreon.com slash empowerbirthpodcast. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for joining for this episode. If it has been helpful, will you share it, leave a review, and I will catch you later. In the meantime, stay empowered.